0: He has his say. You can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine.
1: Yeah, it's a good day for singing a
2: song. And it's a good, good day for moving. Long
0: it's a good day. How can anything go wrong? Good day from morning till night. Well hello there. And- Good morning. How are, How, are How are you? How are you? How are you? How are you? 710, 10 minutes after 7 o'clock on a uh, Tuesday morning edition of the Big Gig. The Watchdog Morning Show is underway. Our swinging Soiree is here until 10 o'clock this morning. Come on, be part of the gig if you'd like to. 304-214-1600 is the uh, Frio Stack Auction Service text line. 304-214-1600. Or you can call us. 304-232-8255. Frio Stack auction service phone line. Always happy to hear from you. Whatever it is that might be on you. I always say that and then I think to myself, well, not really everything that's on your mind, but most things that are on your mind we're happy to hear about. So feel free to text in if you'd like to. A couple people are already doing that with some things that uh, I'll pick up on later in the day this morning and we'll talk about. Uh, It is 36 degrees right across the board, 36 at the Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 36 degrees at the Highlands, 36 degrees In Elm Grove, in my home studios in Elm Grove, and 36 degrees at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling, (coughs) in the heart of the Ohio Valley. It's going to be cloudy today. Sometime during the day today, we'll see some rain, which will mix with snow, but I still think the big issue is trying to figure out the timing of that is. But last we left, Adam Fike, yesterday morning, he said 10 o'clock. I think now they're talking about more mid-afternoon. Adam's here in about half an hour. He'll give us a better, hopefully, a better timeline for that. Up to around 40 today, so not a lot warmer than where we are right now. Cloudy tomorrow. Snow showers in the morning tomorrow. Again, around 40 for a high and uh, pretty much the same thing on Thursday and into the weekend. What do we have that we're getting into today? Uh, boy, it's going to be kind of an eclectic day all over the board. Uh, we will continue the long conversation we've had about Wheeling streetscape construction project. I call it the downtown debacle and uh, the problems it's causing. Matt Welsh is with us. He'll be here in a minute to talk about how it's been affecting him and what he, ideas he might have for uh, council to talk about tonight. Uh, the Israel-Hamas israel war uh, intensifies. Our Pentagon reporter, Tom Skateri, is in. With an update on that and the latest political news, the recent polling looked at how Alex Mooney would fare if he sought re-election to Congress instead of seeking the U.S. Senate seat. Now, I want to be clear, he has shown no indication of that, but my friend Tom Sussman from WMOV Radio did a poll on that. What if Mooney chose to run for re-election? How would he do? We'll talk about that. And... Um, uh, Bob and uh, Matt's here. you're asking the same question. You, why do you go to work? You go to work, I guess, because you like it, right? Absolutely. You go to work, Bob, because, you know, we like it. Because-
1: <laughs> well, I kind of like that day they, they hand me that paycheck, the Howard. Paycheck. I'm, I'm a little selfish, <laughs> but, yeah, I like payday. That's you right? get
0: paid for your jobs? <laughs> <laughs> in just in smiles, Matt. Oh, okay, listen. gotcha. Don't, don't push it. We don't tell him too, <laughs> we don't t- tell him too much about that. I, I bring this up because later on we're going to talk about down in Jefferson County, where two of the county commissioners have not shown up for work for over a month, and they had to go to court to order them to go to work. Can you imagine <laughs> having to have a judge order you to go to work?
1: I've had some employees like have, that. You've had some In somebody, the past, in the past.
0: Something like
1: that. So. Well, they got an excuse now, Matt. They can't get there
0: now. Yeah, That's right. I wish I could get there, boss, but uh, <laughs> just can't make it. So we will uh, talk about all of these things coming up later on this morning. Here on the Watchdog Morning Show, might as well jump right into it. Matt Welsh is here, the Vagabond Chef, Vagabond Kitchen, right across the street from us. Uh, Matt, you have been very vocal, especially in the last week or so, about what's happening downtown. But actually, this project has been affecting you for some time now, right?
2: Oh, for sure. And it's not like it's the first time there's been construction on the streets around here. I mean, the infrastructure in Wheeling was neglected for many, many years, Um I don't even, I don't know why, but those problems have caught up with us, and you know that's why we're starting to see so many missing teeth, as we call them, when they take down the buildings. Um, Hold on, I'm checking my dentures. No, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> you look great. You, I'm look great. Right. you look fantastic this morning. <laughs> um, you know, and it's just a matter of um, after you know we had our heyday in the you know what the 80s that right. kind of when the mall came in and everything shifted by the late 80s early 90s out of downtown and then downtown you know I hate to use the word wasteland, but I think that's what a lot of people would use. Uh, and in the past 10 years, since I came home and maybe before, but I wasn't here to witness it, there's been a large resurgence yeah. trying to reclaim our downtown, reinvent it, revitalize it. All the rewords, we're trying to bring it back. Uh, and that really caught me up when I was looking for a place to hold my restaurant, because I love the word that you, you used earlier, heart of the Ohio Valley. Yeah. And, you know, I think, uh, West Virginia is the heart of Appalachia. I think that a downtown is the heart of a community. And uh, vagabond kitchen a kitchen is the heart of a home yeah. you know so all of those things are very very important to me um, but it has been a very uh, tough road to hoe and we have been fighting an uphill battle since I opened up in 2014
0: you know you have been um, you are among the business people in town and the citizens in town like myself who have tried to be good soldiers mm-hmm. who have tried to say over and over again hey we know this is a lot of construction we know it's creating problems. But it's going to be good in the end. Right. When it's done, we're going to be a much better city. All of those things, right? Right, sure. But it's got, at some point, it's got to be hard to do that.
2: It, it's really hard, and it's demoralizing just coming to work every morning and, and dealing with this. And I think that myself and the other business owners, and I should only speak for myself, I'm inferring with the other business owners, we were afraid to say too much too soon uh, because that feeds this negative rhetoric about downtown Um, we've told ourselves a story about downtown and and how horrible it is and the construction only adds to that and we need people to galvanize and and put the extra effort in to support downtown to bring the heart of our community back to life
0: you uh the turning point to me to everybody i think around here and certainly i've noticed you've gotten much more vocal about in the last week or so was when they completely shut down market street now Actually, Market Street in front of your place was shut down
2: It's been a little while. A while, yeah.
0: Uh, but now, basically, all of Market Street is, is shut down. That was kind of the turning point when people <laughs> said, just enough is enough.
2: Yeah, I think you're right. And, you know, it, 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 the other day, I was leaving work to go pick my son up from daycare, and I sat on Market Street for 10 minutes while they refueled that crane. Yeah. And I was so irate, Howard, and then I thought... I'm sitting in traffic for 10 minutes in many, many, many cities, including Pittsburgh yeah. nearby. This would be a daily occurrence, and it would be four times as long. So I had to check 10 myself. minutes would be a treat in some sense. Exactly. Oh, only 10 minutes is Right. And, it, you know, so it, it really is a matter of our perception, what we're used to and what we expect. And I've learned in the restaurant it's very important to address people's expectations as early as possible. So that's why the shift, uh, and now I'm trying to pull the veil back as much as possible. And, yes, it is very tough. But the toughest thing that we're fighting is the perception that it's a lot worse than it actually is. and Because this is not going away. We're going to be dealing with this, I keep hearing, all over the place, but at least for another couple of years. It I, was at, it, le-
0: at least for a year, I'd say probably a year and a half is yeah. what Bob Heron told us last time he was here.
2: And we're not going to survive a year and a half if people don't come eat
0: now. So your your first answer – and. and you put a, a very, I thought, powerful video on social media this week where you just stood at the corner of 12th and Market and videoed up the street, <laughs> yeah. and down the street, and said, "This is where I am. This right. is my business." It really drove the point home for anybody who hasn't been, been down to see it. But your first line of defense, and I, I want to talk about what the next line might be. Uh-huh. But your first line of defense basically has simply been, "Please come eat."
2: Right. Absolutely. It's all, and that's always been the refrain. Like, come see, come see downtown yes, we have blemishes, we're not perfect, but please come eat.
0: You know, Susan Haydad started that years ago down at the Later Gator. Uh huh. Eat or we both die. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you know, so um, uh, is it working at all? Or uh, Let me say this. I personally know a lot of people who have made a special effort to go into your place, and a few others, but your place in particular, to try to patronize it that maybe wouldn't have gone as often simply yeah. because of this.
2: Yeah, no, it definitely has, and and right now, Thanks to events at West Banco and at the Capitol Theater, business is not horrible right now. My fear is January, February, and then coming into March. March is historically our best month of the year. And if they've got our sidewalks torn up by then or people are not aware of this issue by then and we don't get to capture that month's revenue, we could be in real trouble.
0: You know, you just, man, you just you just sent a, a jolt through my head. I never thought about it. if they Right now, the street's a mess. You can't drive up and down it. you got to walk very carefully. Right. But there is a sidewalk. What happens if they take the sidewalk away? Well, and we're I don't know if they that want to, but what,
2: yeah. Oh, they are, for sure. And, and, and we see that up on Main Street now. So I believe, and this is just what I'm inferring from the data, but I believe they started the sidewalks on Main Street and the streets on Market, and they're just going to go around. So once they get our, our streets done, then they're going to need to come back and do our sidewalks and vice versa for Main Street.
0: What would you? The mayor was with us yesterday, um, and 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 he said that he is hoping to come up with some kind of, I think his word was incentive. He wasn't quite sure what, but wants to have it ready by tonight for the development committee to somehow help the businesses like yours and others that are directly impacted by this. What can the city do in your mind to help you and similar businesses?
2: That's a tough. uh, That's a tough question. Um, I mean, because ultimately, no one's going to be able to make up the lost revenue. Um, I've heard tax breaks mentioned. Sure, that would be great. They did rescind the business license to be a no tax. Um, I think both of those are – and, and those, that's right. also great. But it it's, it's drops in a bucket. Right, exactly. Uh, you know, and that's why I've always gone back to the refrain of come eat. Like, I, I, don't, I don't expect – whatever help I can get from the city and or the state, maybe we need a letter camp, campaign, letter writing campaign to the state – but ultimately, whatever they do will never match the power of our community coming together and patronizing all of the establishments downtown.
0: I, um, I've i given up trying to figure out why nor how to change it. But one thing that has become very clear is, and I don't want to be overly critical, and certainly the city doesn't because they're getting $30 million from the state. Uh-huh. The, the state and the contractor just, they're plowing ahead on their own game plan with their own schedule, and they're just not looking at the impact of the yes, work they're doing.
2: I believe that to be true.
0: You know, I, I had never thought about this. Bob Heron said this in a message I got from him the other day, and then the mayor said on the air yesterday, for these guys, these guys being the Department of Highways and Triton Construction, this is a highway project. This right. is like working on I-70. This is not <laughs> a downtown preserve the community kind of project. It's a highway project. And now that I think about it, you can see that is exactly the way they treat it. Right, right. And I don't understand why they can't be a little more accommodating, but I guess that's not going to happen.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I, I've seen them put in bridges, like up here with the sidewalks. They're putting in little uh, plywood bridges across so that people can get to the, the businesses. Yeah. Um, but I, the city manager's office called me last Friday and and, and said basically the same thing. Uh, I also talked to our county commissioner on Saturday. I mean, people are actively... It, it people, I think everyone was holding their breath, hoping maybe it won't be as bad as we're, we fear. And now we're like, okay, it's getting that bad. And people are act, starting to get really active about trying it, it, to it's find a, it's a
0: good. It's a good point. We thought to begin with, well, all right, they're working on Main Street, a lot of barrels. Oh, my God, the potholes. It's like driving through, ba- ba- bombed out <laughs> Beirut. We all said that for the past year. Yeah. And then suddenly it was like, whoo,
1: and it grew. One of the ideas that I heard, I think if I was Matt, that I would say, yeah, let's do that. Like if uh, you can prove last December you did this much business and this December you did not. Same thing for January and February. They said that they would recognize that and maybe kick that back. I I like the kind of way that sounded, Matt.
2: Uh, That does sound nice, but I'm I'm very happy to be transparent and clear about this. Uh, Our numbers decreased by about 70% because of COVID and they have never Never come come back. So since March of 2020, I saw a, a drastic drop, and uh, we set a new level, and that's been where we're at ever since.
0: So you really you re- you haven't fully recovered from from the, the pandemic. Correct. Let alone be able to analyze what impact this is right. having on. Right. Right. But I have to assume, and we know what happens when you assume. So <laughs> maybe I'm. Wrong. I have to assume that your business today is. If not significantly less, noticeably less than it was a year ago before the project started, maybe
1: not.
2: Not according to the numbers. Good. Uh, you know, it, it, we're we're holding right at about. I mean, it's literally some months. It's within a, a couple hundred dollars difference from year to year. Wow. It's it's eerily static. Wow.
0: Yeah. Well, go away. We don't. You don't need our help. Forget it. <laughs> no, that's that's interesting to me. You and your business is to some extent lucky. I use that word carefully, Uh, you still can park on 12th Street. Right. You still can park fairly, or you can park in the garage, the the McClure garage. Mm -hmm. So there are places to park and get to you. I worry about a couple of the other businesses. I worry a lot about that Belgian waffle shop down the street from you. You've been, I don't know this to be true, but you've been around long enough that you probably have some ability to sustain yourself in bad times. And you are close to some parking, so it is you can get that. I worry about that, you know, that one in particular. It's a new business just mm-hmm. opening up down the street from you, um, literally cut off from everything.
2: Yeah, yeah, they are a short walk from uh, from my corner, <clears throat> and uh, you know, right now things look a lot worse than they are for me. Uh, but we've already seen it drastically affect mugshots, where they had to have that Absolutely. that bridge across the the gap. Um, table three hundred four, and it, it you know the bridge has the bridge. has born a lot of hardship with this. And and everyone is being very smart and they're pivoting and they're making the best with what they've got. And, and they're just trying to get through it all so that we can take that next step.
1: Matt, have you ever pushed it? I mean, does the state have that right to come in front of any business that has a state road in front of it and say, look, we're going to shut this down for as ever long as it takes. You're, that's just bad luck on your part. It, you know, that's
2: not the way my mind works. So I don't know. There may be something there um I, it's just not ever something i, th- I thought about I, ever since i've been in downtown i just roll with the punches
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think the answer sadly bob i think the answer is yes it's, it's a state road they can do as they choose shut it down like i guess they could shut it down. suspension bridge shut it down it, it'd probably be shut down forever
1: and the word shut down is shut down but look out in front of matt's place i mean there is no road there i mean it's gone
0: <laughs> it, it is almost not quite mad, but it is almost funny. It is to to look and see what this 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 that stretch of downtown is like.
2: Well, it it reminds me of being in college with roommates when you you know that people wouldn't wash your dishes, <laughs> you know, and you'd start off with like a couple dirty dishes in the sink, but then that attracted more dirty dishes, and before you knew it, the sink was overflowing with dirty dishes. And this does the same thing. Yeah, it attracts more.
0: Unrest. What what really depresses me is, and you alluded to this earlier, I honestly believe the downtown area has really begun to turn around. Mm-hmm. Uh, your business, many other businesses have begun to either revitalize or to some new places of coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, downtown, after a long period of drought, yeah. has begun to sprout. And uh, I'm worried this will kick it back. A period of time. You know, when it's, this is done. Again, when it's done, it's going to be good, blah, 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 blah. But I'm afraid that it's, it's, going to, it's going to kick things back longer than it needs to be.
2: Well, that's definitely the risk, and I think that's another reason to be putting this out there as much as possible now um, so that we can get through this because we are going to have a moment in time when the streets are put back together and everything looks great to capture people's interest and their love and their investment again. And we've got to capitalize on that moment in time, or I think we're dead in the water.
0: You know, I, I give the bridge a lot of credit. They took time when things were bad, and mm. they weren't going to get a lot of business anyway because right. they were literally, I mean, I remember Bob and I driving by one place. They're like a, on an island. Yeah. They were literally like on an island all by themselves. Uh, they took time to um, to reinvest in, to, to, to renovate, and to do some things they wanted to do anyways and do it. Might as well do it while things are are, are slow.
2: Yeah, and absolutely. I, Go ahead. No, uh, I just I think that's a really smart model. Uh, it's something that I'm considering uh, on my own. I'm, I'm meeting with uh, my landlord later today to discuss some options that we may have. Uh, you know, and we're just trying to be very proactive. You know, we've got our holiday cookie sales. We've got our whiskey dinner coming up between christmas and new year's our new year's eve dinner so all things that we can do to generate more revenue Uh, and we're looking at ways all since COVID, how do we limit the overhead and maximize our revenue when we can
0: council is going to talk about this at their development committee this evening and then i would honestly assume that they'll have well the mayor was a little unclear yesterday exactly what plans they might have but he really wanted to have something ready for today Probably at least talk about it at council. Are you going to be at the council meeting tonight? Yes, I will be there tonight. Just to listen, or do you have some things to say?
2: I'm not a fan of talking just to talk, so we'll see. <laughs> you know, if, if I feel like I have something that I need to say, then um, – but, you know, my, my message, as, as you've heard all, multiple times, is just we need to get people together. We need we can't rely on the government to save us. We've got to save ourselves.
0: I, it's, I mean, that, that's probably the, the, the best answer is, you know, and I, I'd like your – you know, it's a two-word solution.
2: Yeah. Go eat. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Very simple. Just, 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 just. I'm a fan of keeping it simple. Yeah,
0: and I'm a fan of eating. So, it, uh, <laughs> you know, those, those, perfect. Those things, those things uh, work out well. I saw you have duck wings. I didn't know you had duck wings.
2: Yeah, yeah. Duck know. wings come and go on the menu. You know, we change our menu quarterly. Right. Uh, so things come and go. That gives us a chance to add new things because I like to play. Uh, I try to be a, a chef-driven. Um, kind of a more culinarily aggressive restaurant. But that kind of stuff scares people, so I always need to say it's it's Appalachian comfort food. It's things <laughs> you grew up with, uh, done really well, handcrafted.
0: You've done what seems to me, my opinion doesn't count for anything, but it seems like you've done a really good job of, of exactly what you talked about. In the beginning, I know a lot of people go, oh, that vagabond kitchen, it's a little, it's a little <laughs> out there. You know, I'm not sure what exactly he's doing, but uh, when they try it or when they come in, they realize that you've got a nice... Eclectic menu for people that want something a little different, but also there's what you call the Appalachian yeah high-end for, comfort food. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It's a conversation. You know, I'm not here to to stand on some uh, culinary pulpit and tell people what they should be eating, um, but I I do want to be a guide and say, hey, check this out, or maybe try these combinations of flavors together. Um, but tell me what you want. You know, whenever we do new menus, we always throw out on social media, what are you looking to eat? And we take some of those ideas. Uh, Someone suggested pigs in a blanket. And I'm like, that would be a really fun uh, starter. How about you could do something with that? Yeah, we're doing pigs in a blanket with a remoulade and a house-made relish with uh, roasted red peppers. It's delicious. And you get a little bit of that. High-end to it, but you also get that, oh, this, is, this reminds me anger. of being a kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So that's that's my sweet spot, I think.
0: I like that. Uh, Frio Stack auction service text line, a couple things coming in. Uh, what are Matt's hours? What are your hours?
2: Uh, we're open for right dinner now. Wednesday through Saturday and brunch on Sunday.
0: Sunday brunch. Um, I was looking for a brunch place this weekend. Ended up not going someplace. I have to come down one of these days and give it a try. Yeah, please
2: do. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this you yet. say anything you want to say. Uh, we were voted well, best. will get the dump button. The only thing
0: is we have to use the dump button. We don't like that. But short of that, say whatever you want. Well, I
2: don't know if the issue has come out yet, and I'm not supposed to say anything until the issue comes out, but we were both voted best brunch of West Virginia. Really? Yeah. The whole state? Yeah, with wow. West Virginia Living Magazine. Nice. So uh, if the issue hasn't come out yet, guys, I'm sorry. It's but am right.
0: But, <laughs> but if, if look for it when it does. Yeah. Then, well, that's good. It's very exciting. You, you... Your main concern is not to win awards. I I, I would assume that. I believe that. Mm-hmm. But you you do pretty good with that. I mean, you are pretty well recognized around the state. And I, elsewhere, yeah. for that matter.
2: I, I I work really hard, and and what I learned from are uh, getting our start in the McClure Hotel when we were in the basement of that of that hotel. Um, it doesn't matter how good my food is if nobody knows it exists.
1: Yes. Maybe if they get the road uh, fixed, Matt uh, Guy will come down it with his Camaro and stop in and see you again. You know,
2: I've been after Guy since I met him in in 2018, and I still haven't snagged him, but I'm not giving up yet.
0: That's a, you can you can pull that string at some point. I wouldn't do it now. No. Yeah. Right. To, but uh, but after the streetscape is up and done and right. Um, so you you are like most of us. You do believe in the end this will work out. I
2: do. I really do. Um, I cannot guarantee. That I will be a part of that, yeah, and I really want to. Um, but you know, I'm nine and a half years into this business, yeah. and uh, right now I'm back to not taking a paycheck. Uh, we're, yeah. not, we're not we're we're not quite um, we're not quite breaking even, and that's not okay. No. And <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I have a family to take care of. Fortunately, everything that I do on a state level right. has led to other jobs. I'm the executive chef for West Virginia State Parks. Um, I work with the West Virginia Food and Farm Coalition with their value-added products. And because of those, I can I can do that. I can take care of my family and take care of my restaurant. But eventually, if this is a weight that's going to drag me down and make me sink, I'm going to have to cut it loose. I going to have
0: to do something, make, make some changes.
2: So that's why I'm trying to get the troops galvanized now. Let's make this happen together.
0: Well, Matt, appreciate you dropping by this morning. I know you're busy, but I wanted to get your take on this because you've been kind of a focal person for the frustrations, and I want people to hear it and also to uh, hear how you're doing. And so – uh, I guess the final thing is let's eat, uh, yeah. I mean, right now. But yeah. I mean, let's. I could eat. <laughs> I can, well, I, Bob and I could always eat. But, uh, Rachel's on 16th is
2: open for <laughs> breakfast again. I let's go. And they are pretty good, too. Yeah, let's do are. that,
0: exactly. Thanks for coming by. Absolutely. Uh, keep in touch. Let us know how things are going. Thank you so much uh, for, for having us. me. I appreciate it. And thanks, everyone, much. for listening. Seven thirty-two twenty-eight 28 to the hour. Taylor Long is here with Ohio Valley Headlines.
3: Good Tuesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News Headlines on this December the 5th. New this morning, Levi Thomas of Brook County was arrested after allegedly punching canine officer Duke during a bond violation incident in Fallensby. Thomas attempted to flee, leading to Duke's release to apprehend him. In an effort to escape, Thomas reportedly hit Duke multiple times. After his arrest, Thomas was treated at a hospital and then taken to the Northern Regional Jail, facing charges of bond violation, fleeing on foot and resisting arrest. And continuing coverage, the body of 27-year-old Katie Ann Fuller, who was reported missing from Stark County, was found decomposed on North Orchard Road in Sandy Township. The Tuscarawas County Sheriff's Office, which is investigating the case, stated that there were no signs of trauma. Fuller was known to struggle with substance abuse. The exact cause of death is pending on a complete autopsy and forensic testing. And over to Brook County, EMA is trying to prepare residents for winter weather with their Storm Ready program. They will be hosting a winter weather storm spotter training course taught by the National Weather Service at a Pittsburgh. The program will be held in the River Room at the Brook County Library in Wellsburg. It's free to the public. It starts at 6:30 on Wednesday, December 13th. Brook County residents that come will receive free NOAA weather radios with proper ID. Now, officials say it's important for residents to come so they can better prepare themselves in case of a winter storm. They also say to make sure your family has a plan in place in case of an emergency. Staying in Brook County this Sunday, Wellsburg is welcoming the Little Roaming Railroad. The town square by City Hall will be buzzing with excitement from 2 to 4 p.m. as Santa and the Grinch Mobile make an appearance for the children. Families can also indulge in milk, cookies, and candy. This festive gathering, made possible by a generous anonymous donor, is free for all to attend. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Tuesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you.
4: Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit from Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands, at the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com.
3: Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. and prepared
4: are you concerned about losing your home or automobile if you file for bankruptcy protection find out if you would lose any property by calling tom mcintyre at 304-232-8600 or have a free chat conference with his office online at mcintyrelaw.com tom has helped thousands of people in our area he can answer these questions for you Call 304-232-8600 or check him out online and have a free chat conference. Spend
0: your summer mornings with us. News, information, conversations, controversy, and fun. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. All oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire, it's so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it
1: snow, let it snow. Well, it's Steubenville's own Dean Martin there. You know, we really had good teamwork here uh, yesterday and today, Howard. You know, I got all the guys together, and, and Perry Como said, well, okay, if you're going to do Dean Martin today... Tuesday's usually my day to open up the show. I'll do Wednesday. Let Dean open up. And if you're going to do. Have the honors. And then Perry said, well, you know, Cannonsburg's right. That's 20 minutes up the road. Won't you do a Perry Como day? So, all right.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could do that. I have a question. You know, Dean Martin. Well, I mean, like. I never knew Dino, but but okay. I feel like I did. You read
1: about him. You read about him. Yes.
0: was he really as drunk as he always said to be?
1: all depends on who you read. It, it, some say it was a fake. Some say, man, look at him. He's all hammered up. I, I, think, I think sometimes he was hammered, and I think sometimes he faked it. And then after he had the, the tragedy, losing his son, he just said, I just don't care anymore.
0: The, um, Facebook pops up some Johnny Carson clips for me every once in a while. And uh, last night or the night before, it was a Dean Martin clip. And it was hilarious but I couldn't tell, man, either Dean was smashed beyond comprehension or he was really doing a good job of, of putting it on. I, I just – I never know with him.
1: Yeah, and I think, the, I think originally watching that, everybody just said, man, look at Dean, he's, he's hammered, but he's doing, still doing pretty good with Carson. And then the more you read and say, well, no, that's – some days he was just – he didn't feel like drinking, but he, that was part of his uh, personality, and so he was going to pretend. Um, off the Frio
0: Stack auction service text line, um, having to do with our last interview with Matt Welsh. And by the way, I'll put the interview up online right after the top of the hour. It will be available on our Apple podcast page and also on watchdognetwork.com. Look for the podcast. Uh, Matt Welsh, the Vagabond Chef with the Vagabond Kitchen, was here with us in the opening segment of the show. And if you missed it, you can catch it uh, on demand there. Um, uh, Frio Stack auction service text line. With all the street going on, it's going to set Wheeling back for some time. Again, That's that's been my concern. Things have begun to actually turn around and improve. You know, you have a number of new businesses uh, or revitalized businesses. The Bridge is doing – I love George and what he did, but but the the, the Carls have really taken it to a new and, and different level. Um, the Vagabond Kitchen is such a critical part of downtown. The Belgian Waffle Place, which I have to admit I've never been to and don't know that I will because I'm afraid I'll fall in a hole um, – is a nice addition to downtown. Uh, River City is being redone. We've talked about Waterfront Hall. So much is happening downtown for the first time in a long time. I just worry this is going to, you know, when the streetscape is done and we all say it, it'll be great, but how far back will we have been set that we have to start moving forward again?
1: And I thought Matt was really, really good. And at the end of the day, though, Howard, you know, let's say a hockey game, for example, or, or any event at West Banco, if those folks aren't walking up the hill now, they're going to Avenue Eats. Really, really, we want to be nice, but that's a competitor now. You know, you and, and I. I know Matt is very, very gracious, but maybe that is—I wouldn't call it a problem—but maybe that's the people are going. Well, hell, uh, we got an option right there, right, right near the the arena.
0: I think I think there are different uh, types of, of places, though. You go for dinner at Vagabond Kitchen. You could have a burger before the game at Avenue East. You get my distinction there. I think there's it, it is a little bit different. Uh, River City is the one I think is getting kind of lost in the shuffle of all the excitement of a waterfront hall, uh, but it is renovating as well. I think the renovations are still underway, but uh, that will hopefully make a difference in the near future. You're too. right, Howard.
1: Yeah, I did hope there's enough for everybody. And and Matt gave us a little bit of a history lesson there, and, and but I forgot about. You know, he said, "Look, I, things never got great after COVID." You know, I, and and uh, it, it was like, "Wow, that's right." I People just think, weren't going out. I always forget about that. That, that uh, you know how how impactful the
0: uh, pandemic was. So I, I and and. In, in my own life, I've the pandemic came. It was a horrible year. You know, I stayed indoors, didn't do anything. I know some of you are saying I stay indoors and don't do anything anyways. Um, and and it, now we've moved on past it. And but, but for businesses, especially restaurants, they're still recovering from the pandemic. And then, as Matt said, now in downtown, they're adding to that recovering from the pandemic, and then they've got to deal with this, uh, what I call the downtown debacle of construction. But Wheeling Council tonight will talk about, Wheeling's Development Committee meets around at 5.15, I think it is. Uh, Mayor Elliott has asked Bob Heron to propose some kind of assistance. It could be in the form of tax breaks, uh, B&O tax or sales tax or something of that nature that the city could do. Uh, it Or it could be in the form of direct incentives of some kind. If you've lost a certain amount of business, there could be a fund available for you to tap into. Uh, Somebody texted me earlier um, uh, from the Frio Stack auction service text line, where will all the money come from for these failing businesses? Um, That is a question that Mary Elliott said, you know, he has to turn it over to Bob Heron. That's what Bob Heron does is find the money. That's why Bob Heron is one of the best city managers of, around
1: all that uh, money that was given out Howard is that all gone or accountable all gone, they, all gone.
0: And that's not totally correct there's a $200,000 left and they're handing it out tonight $100,000 to our I believe I have the number correct $100,000 to our friend Bishop Cummings for some work up at his dream center and $100,000 to the life hub which I think is going to be a bit controversial. That money is going to be a little bit, I suspect, is going to be controversial.
1: And and that would take a majority vote, Howard? How would that work if there was some pushback on yeah, that?
0: Yeah, it's an, it's an ordinance, an expense, expense ordinance, and they would have to, majority voted council would have to would have to do that. But to the question, where will the money come from? At this at this very moment right now, 743 in the morning on the Watchdog Morning Show, I don't know. Bob Heron was tasked with trying to figure something out. Uh, the mayor said yesterday that, he hoped, but I want't he hoped there would be specific ideas ready for tonight. I, I don't know that there will be, you know that's a that's a long pull for the for the city manager to to come up with, but um, at least they'll talk about it this evening and then council's going to be a very busy very busy council meeting, I think this evening. Uh, and they might be going in the snow among other. <laughs> speaking, speaking of being busy <laughs> among other things. Let's get Adam Fike here from the big seven WTRF-TV. Good morning, Adam.
4: Good morning, Howard. How are you?
0: I am well
1: this morning. I'm,
0: I'm I'm feeling good. Bob got, what, did you get nine hours of sleep last night, pal?
1: Slept. That's all, that's all I did out of my sleep
0: That's good. Sometimes you need it. I You wish. wish. wish what would you get? How, how much sleep did you get last night? What's your normal sleep pattern? My normal
4: sleep, I normally get about six. Okay. okay. Actually, I take that back. It's normally about like five and a half, so okay. I'm lucky to get six. But I think I got four last night. But I find it weird, though. The less sleep I get, the better I do mentally. Hmm. But the more sleep I get, the better I do physically.
0: Well, I think there's a, I think there is a, a point where you pass. It's, it, there's a there's a point of equilibrium where you know at some point you pass it and you go, okay, now I'm I'm almost loggy. I'm almost too, you know, I'm almost had too much sleep. I, I do get that. Yeah, I need about four hours a night. Um, on the weekends, I'll catch up. I'll get six or seven hours on on a weekend night, but generally four hours a night, and I'm in pretty good shape. Now, keep in mind, there is never, never, I repeat the word never, there is never a day I don't take an afternoon nap. So I catch up. on <laughs> I mean, I just, 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 just told my wife that yesterday. She said, uh, when I got home from work, she said, uh, well, I'm going to go out and do a few things. Why don't you come with me? I said, honey, I will come with you. After my nap. But i (laughs) got to take the nap first. All right. The big question everybody has been asking me, and I'm saying, I don't know. I'm not a weatherman. What what is the likelihood of snow, and what's the timing of this over the next day or two?
4: Okay. So what I'm noticing right now is, honestly, what I said yesterday, it's a little ahead of schedule compared to yesterday. So, for example, I'm seeing reports already of a trace of snow in spots like Columbus, Ohio, uh, Wilmington, Dayton, Cincinnati area, which is what's heading towards us. It's currently almost to Zanesville. So I still give it another hour or two before it starts for us, but that's just the start. We're going to see periods of that rain and snow mix, so it's going to be more so snow but wet. So that means anything that starts to fall should melt immediately, but after a couple hours, it could start to turn a little slushy. So know that this afternoon, this evening, there's a good chance we'll see slick spots. But especially this evening, I would say about that 6 p.m. to midnight time frame, there's a good chance we could see some heavier snow showers that could accumulate up to about an inch in spots.
0: And so, if I heard you correctly, we'll start to see some rain snow mix. Mid morning this morning is that what you're saying? So
4: nine to ten is my okay. arrival time for that to start. Okay.
0: okay, and then and then we'll go on with. Um, then it will get worse. As well, I almost say worse. That's not quite the right word, but it will get more intense as the day goes on and into the evening, in particular, right?
4: The afternoon itself, yeah, it's not going to be as bad. It the af- the uh, I would afternoon I would say that evening. That 9 to noon time frame, it slowly just picks up. There's nothing that's going to really be too much of an issue. It's going to try to trickle down a little bit between 1 and 5, so it's not going to be as much as this morning. But the real, my main focus, though, is this evening itself, so 6 p.m. to midnight, when we could see a few heavier snow showers. Less of an impact this morning, more of an impact this evening.
0: And and what about tomorrow?
4: Tomorrow, much of it wraps up just about midnight, 1 a.m., And then we short that low pressure moves out, but it's going to bring that chance for lake effect snow showers. So think back to what we saw last week, that Monday through Wednesday timeframe, when we had that robust snow squall in Cameron. That's going to be the same thing tomorrow where not everyone sees it, but anyone who sees it could see a dusting really. Briefly.
0: So uh, it's just, it's going to, we're going to recognize that it's winter today. By that I mean, we're going to see some white stuff coming down, maybe a little dusting on the ground, enough to note it on the ground. You did say yesterday higher elevations could get an actual little bit of real accumulation, maybe. Um, But really, it's just a day where we're going to say, eh, yep, it's winter, right? Winter's here, winter's coming.
4: Yep, but I also think it's a good reminder that even if you are seeing rain, still remember to slow down because at 45 miles an hour, your car your tires lose traction with the road so when it starts to transition into snow you're less likely to have traction especially on bridges, overpasses going around bends so even though we're not seeing a whole lot in the way of accumulation just remember to take it easy
0: Roaming around 40 degrees not right now, but I mean throughout the day the next several days roaming around 40 uh, up to and until the weekend, right?
4: 40, yep, into the so 40, today, something like that Today, tomorrow we're stuck in the 30s Thursday we're going to See some sunshine during the afternoon. We get back into the 40s. Friday, we're back into the 50s. Some periods of clouds, periods of sunshine. Saturday, we could flirt with the 60s. Most of us the upper 50s. Spot or two might try to push 60, but we stay cloudy. Then rain showers return Sunday, but another round of snow showers Sunday night into Monday morning.
0: All right, 36 degrees everywhere right now. 36 at the Highlands, 30, uh, 36 at the Wheeling Ohio County Airport, 36 at the Highlands, 36 in Elm Grove, and 36 here at the Robinson Honor Group Studios downtown Wheeling, in the heart of the Ohio Valley. So we'll keep an eye out for um, at least a little bit of white stuff coming down in a couple of hours. Adam, I appreciate it as always. We'll uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank you. Adam Fike, Big Seven, WTRF TV. Weather snob. Weather snob alert. Weather snob. Slush. Oh, no. It's a 7 Eleven snow day. The science of weather. We're
1: going to see bad weather today. Maybe. Maybe not.
0: Weather snob.
1: And, you know, downtown here compared to out on a ridge towards, I don't know, West Liberty. Yeah. Or you know Marshall County Ridge, Roberts Ridge, yeah, huge difference.
0: Come on, there, uh, weather snob. Weather snob. The weather every day. The weather snob is alerting me. You know, uh, seven oh Oh no, slush. Yeah, yeah. You know, you you pay attention. The weather snob pays attention. He doesn't go out and uh, drives around in the bad stuff so he says bob your fixation with what's liberty is unhealthy
1: <laughs> i was trying to get with a high elevation that's well, all
0: and because your son had, had some <laughs> yeah I maybe mean, it's on my mind, mind. Yeah. all right seven till the hour bethlehem bethlehem all right, pick, pick a higher elevation get somewhere anywhere 7 50 10 to the hour here on the watchdog morning show mr slider has uh sports in a minute or two um next hour tom scoteri is in with our national report and we'll also talk to tom sussman uh, who did that poll a couple weeks ago that we never really delved into because it was during the holiday weekend. And I want to talk about that on the governor's race, the Senate race. And what I particularly want to focus with Tom on is he did something unusual that I don't think the Mooney campaign cared up for. But he he did a poll. What if Alex Mooney decided to not run for the Senate but to to run for his current congressional seat? How would he do? We'll find out. We'll talk to Tom about that coming up in the next hour. Right now, it's 9 till the hour.
1: 13. Let's have L13, Frio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything on it. From estates to business liquidation, antiques, coins, firearms, real estate, and more. We're also certified appraisers. Frio and Stack can handle it all. Call us now for a free on-site consultation 304 233 3168. Or visit FrioandStack.com. Licensed in West Virginia, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. Frio and Stack Auction Service. We sell the earth and everything
4: on it. Menards is the one-stop shop for huge savings on new, energy-efficient appliances. We carry the largest selection of in-stock appliances, starting at low prices and ready to take home today. Check out our top appliance brands, including Criterion, KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, and Amana. Upgrade today and save
0: big money on all new appliances right now at Menards. Prices good through December
4: 11th. Plus, a Menards gift card is always a great gift idea what if your bank offered new checking and savings accounts with a very low balance required online bill pay and debit cards issued right away i would like that what if that bank had extended hours every business day and were open on saturdays and most holidays that's incredible and if all their accounts had low fees or no fees that's money in the bank the right bank open your checking and savings account at main street bank You deserve a bank this good. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Santa Duck is in town at your nearest Lucky Duck Discounters. Smart Christmas shoppers start early at Lucky Duck, where the price goes down as the week rolls on with thousands of bin items. Plus, shelf items like refrigerators, patio furniture, baby supplies, and more are priced at 40% below retail. No other bin store in our area offers these great buys. Start your Christmas shopping now because it's all first come, first served, and items on the shelf change every week. Visit Lucky Duck Discounters, Wheeling, Glendale, New Martinsville, Steubenville, and Morgantown. Lucky Duck, more than just a bin store. It's your Christmas shopping headquarters.
0: Live from the Robinson Auto Group Studios, in the heart of the Ohio Valley, this is the Watchdog Morning Show, with Howard Monroe. Rudolph the
2: red-nosed reindeer, had a very shiny nose, and if
0: you ever saw it, you would even say it glows, all of the other reindeer, used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudy join in any reindeer game. Six to the Hour is the Watchdog Morning Show Holiday Bumper Music. Today it's uh, Dean Martin and uh, Tony Cush- No, what's Crochetti? Dino, yeah. Yeah, Dino Crochetti from uh, Steubenville, Ohio. Our very own, Steubenville, Ohio's very own. Dean Martin here this morning as our uh, theme for the Bumper Music. Six till the hour. Mr. Slider, Slider on Sports Time.
1: Thank you, Howard. Last night's Monday Night Football from Jacksonville, Florida, the Cincinnati Bengals in overtime upset the Jacksonville Jaguars 34-31. Jacksonville also lost starting quarterback Trevor Lawrence with an ankle injury. He left the game in the fourth quarter and did not return. Backup Cincinnati quarterback Jake Browning had a big game. 32 of 37, 354 yards. He threw for a touchdown, and he ran for a touchdown. The Bengals improved to 6-6. Six and six. Jacksonville drops to 8-4. and four. Last night in Philadelphia, the second game of a home-and-home series between the Flyers and the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Flyers win in overtime, two to one. I forget how to say this guy's name, Howard. I practiced for you a couple minutes. All do, is, do you remember how to say I it? Don't. I don't. Schlickapuka. <laughs> okay, Sean Schlickapuka <laughs> scores with uh, three minutes and fifty-five seconds into uh, Coutier or something like that. Uh, scores three minutes fifty-five seconds into overtime to give Philadelphia the win. Captain Sidney Crosby he scored the Penguins' only goal. Pittsburgh has lost their last five out of seven. Their last seven out of ten. Next up for the Pens, they travel to Florida to face the Tampa Bay Lightning tomorrow night. Game time 7:05. In college football news, the Ohio State Buckeyes will face the Missouri Tigers in this year's Cotton Bowl on December 29th. But they won't be doing it without their starting quarterback Kyle McCord. He has entered the transfer portal. McCord, a junior, started all the Buckeye games, going 11 and one. He threw for 3,170 yards, 24 touchdowns, with a six interceptions this season for lots more sports talk this afternoon, join the pine room podcast from 12 to three, you know, the guys, coach, Matt, Jared, and Jub, all of them right here in the studio, the pine room boys on the watchdog network from noon to three, this afternoon slider on sports time, seven fifty six. We
0: talked yesterday. Uh, you talked yesterday, Bob, and slider on sports about, uh, the, the debacle that was Florida state and, uh, how could you be undefeated and not be, you know, ranked better than they were, right?
1: I haven't heard from Bear yet. Uh, Bear is the biggest Florida State uh, Seminole fan you will ever, ever meet. And Howard, he hasn't responded to anything that I that I've sent him since Sunday. So yeah, he's he's really bumming out. Well,
0: we now know whose fault it is. Whose fault is that, Howard? Donald Trump says it's all because of Ron DeSantis. Ah. I- I, sometimes
1: Is he on the committee? Sometimes, or what, what?
0: sometimes you just have to, you know, you go, well, okay, all right, all right. Uh, Trump, in his uh, Truth Social platform, uh, yesterday said, really bad lobbying effort. Let's blame De sanctimonious. So Trump says it's Ron DeSantis' fault for, for Florida State not, not getting in. Did you check your baseball cards yesterday? Do you hear about
1: that Babe Ruth card that went for... Seven million dollars? And that's really an old one. It was a Babe Ruth rookie card. You 1914. Would think, How in the world was one, one of those still exist? But yeah, you always heard about the Hannes Wagner. That was the, the granddaddy, but maybe not so now. 7.2 million dollars at auction. Uh the third highest priced third. card
0: ever. Hannes Wagner price
1: still the king. I'm um,
0: looking to see uh highest ever baseball card was a Mickey Mantle card. At 12.6 million. 1952 tops Mickey Mantle card, uh, rookie card. That's crazy. Then Honus Wagner, um, second place, seven and a quarter million.
1: And and the really crazy, crazy thing is okay, Honus Wagner, he played even before Babe Ruth. So to have his card, you're going way, way, way back. What, Mickey Mantle was a rookie in what did they say, 56? 52. 52. So there was a lot of those cards out there, but people just didn't keep them and they didn't keep them in that nice a condition.
0: The uh, Babe Ruth card sold
1: at auction.
0: Sold, sold, sold! You know, I've heard that said before. It originated <laughs> I don't know why I had to do that. <laughs> and It's good, it's good. Let's have an auction. Uh, it originated with a then 16-year-old Baltimore paper boy named Archibald Davis who had several baseball cards in his collection, and they were passed down from his family to family over a couple of generations. He got them in 1914, and... Uh, I don't know the story. You know, I suppose somebody someday said, what's in this box here in the attic? And they looked and they found that card. Nice. Seven and what did I tell you? Seven, $7.2 million.
1: In my attic, I got all those Avon that I got stuck with. In your <laughs> attic, you got the, the Barry Manilow on A track hey,
0: Listen, I got all the Barry Manilow
1: albums. <laughs> I mean, if, if they ever become collectibles. I- you can tell a lot about a person what he has in his attic. <laughs> I wish I had his baseball cards, Howard.
0: All right. I thought that was those were interesting stories. It's almost 8 o'clock here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Tom Skateri coming up in the next hour. We'll talk about uh, the uh, Israel, Hamas, Ukraine, Russia, what's happening in Congress. Also, uh, a lot of people have been asking me about what is Glenn Elliott going to do when he's no longer mayor? I don't have a definitive answer, but I do have some partial answers. I do have some answers about what the mayor might and might not do after he wraps up his term. We'll talk about that coming up later as well. It's 8 o'clock, and ABC is covering the world right now. You'll go down in history.
3: From ABC News. I'm Sheri Preston. In the Middle East a growing humanitarian crisis. Israel is expanding its war against Hamas into southern Gaza. Troops are on the ground in the area where Palestinians had previously been told to evacuate
1: to. ABC's James Longman is in Israel with more.
4: I'm at an artillery position about two
2: miles away from Gaza. Soldiers there racking up ammunition, the shells ready to be fired out.
4: Israel is refocusing now from the north to the south of Gaza. But that is where Palestinians were told to go for safety. Some 80% of all those inside Gaza have now been displaced. That's 1.9 million people. There's now almost nowhere to go in Gaza that's safe.
3: Lieutenant Colonel Richard Hecht is a spokesman for Israel's defense.